Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. I'm your host, business coach, and former photographer, Safina Duke. Let's challenge the rules of how you think you should be doing business. We'll look at what it really takes to sell your work for thousands of dollars and attract the clients who will love to pay you for it. Listen on to start creating your dream portrait business. Hey guys. Well, let's just say I just tried to record this podcast already and I was trying to record it with video so I could put these cute little TikTok excerpts on TikTok like other people do. I think it's amazing to have the video with it, but guess what? It was way too distracting. (laughs) I was so confused while I was talking. So I am just going to take a little break from trying to do that and just record the podcast right now. But I do want to let you know that I have a TikTok. I'm active on TikTok. And if you enjoy this podcast, you would totally enjoy my TikTok because it's like this, but shorter and easier to digest kind of. So I will link my TikTok in the show notes, but it's Coach with Saf, C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-S-A-F on TikTok. So go follow that if you're interested and let's get into today's topic. So in my experience with getting really skilled at helping my clients and recognizing kind of the same patterns that people are having sooner and sooner, I've also been doing this work on myself, I have started to notice some really common patterns that show up in people and I just want to talk to you about them today. I want to call them archetypes and talk about how exactly these show up. And I want to let you know something, okay? No matter how healed you get, it's really important to notice your common patterns. I literally have a note in my phone where I put my common patterns in there. And every time that I spin out or I get really lost and feel terrible and forget everything that I ever learned in my business, you know, those times, it always comes back to one of those same patterns. So make sure you're not telling yourself that you're like healed and that you're past all these things, because even if you've worked on something for years and years and years, it might still show up at the next level. Like you might pass it and get really good at handling it at one level, but next time you're stressed out or next time things are all chaotic, it might come up for you again. And that's okay. That's not ever something you need to beat yourself up for. So just be on the lookout for these. And I would encourage you to also start your own little note in your phone and pin it and put the things that you most commonly do to ruin your business. (laughs) And what I think, what I've noticed has happened for me is that now I'm able to like point out these things so much faster in myself. I still do them all the time. The ones that I do, I'm going to name things that I don't do too, but I still do them all the time. But now I'm just like, after a couple of days, I'll look at my note and I'll be like, oh, you're just doing that again. It's okay. All right, so let's get into number one, archetype number one, using your results to beat yourself up and to feel good. I think pretty much everybody does this. (laughs) Um, This one is just, this is how you start getting out of integrity in your selling. You might have slipped into this. Like you might go from thinking about your clients and being in service and all that to starting to need clients starting to need your goals. So if you're miserable right now, that's a pretty good indicator that you might be in this. If you think that you will feel better 
after the month is over or after you just get through this hard stage with your clients, like that's how you know that you're in this. Now, this is something that I always used to do. And this is also something I'm going to make another podcast about this, but as a high achieving child, as a gifted and talented child who was like always in advanced classes and everything, I have this tendency to want to always be right and get everything right and do it properly. And so I notice when my brain slips into this place of if I make this money, that means that I did it right. If I make this money, that means that I did enough. Okay. And actually selling, nobody does well selling from that place. (laughs) Okay. Because actual sales is about giving your clients what they want and what they need and what they're looking for. And so making your results mean something about, did I do it right? Am I doing enough? Like all of those things. And then using it to either mean like, oh, you have to do more or, oh, you're not getting it. You're not doing it right. You're so like behind everybody. You're doing it wrong. Using all that against yourself to beat yourself up. That's a sign that you're just completely attached to your result. And so can you imagine getting on the phone with somebody right? Like I like to just imagine this for all of the patterns is if you're getting on the phone with somebody and they're selling you a hot tub and just watching good girls on Netflix. So that's what came to mind. And you really want a hot tub. Okay. And they told themselves before they got on the call, if you sell, if this person buys a hot tub, then that means that you did it right. That you are finally good at sales and you know how to sell and you're doing it right. Could you imagine how that feels on the receiving end of that if you saying yes or no is going to make or break that person's life? (laughs) It's going to make or break their self-concept of if they're a good enough salesperson, if they work hard enough, if they learned enough, if they're getting the hang of it, if they're going to be successful in the future. Like All of that is riding on if you say yes or no. Versus the person who knows that they're just going to be able to sell the hot tub to somebody and they're totally fine with you saying whatever you're going to say. It's such different energy. So that's the first one. Notice if you're attached. Notice if you are using your results at the end of the month to mean something about how you showed up. It's very different to take responsibility for your results and to realize that like you are the one who has the power to create new results than it is to use them to beat yourself up. Okay, archetype number two. I've seen a lot of this one. It is survival mode. It is when you as a service provider do not feel safe in your personal life and your financial life. And so you carry that over into your business and make all of your decisions from that place, from a place of scarcity and needing money and just trying to survive. What I see is that people so badly want to get out of survival mode. They don't want to be constantly like relying on a flash sale to pay their bills. They don't want to be lowballing their offer or like offering huge discounts to people because they really, really need the money. But they keep doing it from this root thought pattern 
they keep creating a business where people aren't getting to see their full value. And they keep creating more and more of the clients that are getting the discounts, that are getting way too much for way too little. And they're not getting out of the cycle because they're staying in this place of making their business responsible for all of their finances. So one thing I always coach on is that there are so many ways to support yourself. And just because we might want our business to support us in a certain way, or because we want to have our life set up a certain way where we don't have to work a full-time job or a part-time job, and we want all of the things that we have and to have an income from our business, if that is what you want, you have to also be willing to put the work into getting to that point. Like you can't get to that point from a place of scarcity and I don't have enough and you're basically just creating a business where it's like the wheels are just running and running and running in one direction and you're never going to end up selling your services for more. So I see people doing this a lot. Like they really, really want that, but they're not willing to get out of that place where they're only making their income from their business. What it usually comes down to is not that people don't have any income, okay? Not that people like cannot make money in any way, <laughs> but basically just that they do not want to feel the feelings or deal with the things that would make them safe. And so they're actually just putting all of their eggs in their business basket and then making decisions that aren't helping them from that place. So for example, when I coach my clients through this, it's like sometimes like a lot of them have parents that support them. A lot of them. We've talked about this in other episodes. Like a lot of people have parents that will would give them money and not even ask for it back. And maybe you don't have that. That's okay. But that's one option and they don't want to use it because they don't want to feel whatever feeling comes with that. And then they might have this idea where they don't have to work again and they hate their full-time job and they don't ever want to go back. And so they're very against like closed off to working. And when you really look at it, it's like there are all of these ways that you could make money. There are a lot of different ways. You could move in with your parents. <laughs> like you could downsize your house. You could live in an apartment. You could live in a van. You could move to a lower cost of living area. You could sleep on a friend's couch. You could start another side hustle that will make you money. Like there's so many different ways. You could work at Starbucks. You could have a part-time job. And what that does is it doesn't mean that you should like go live in a van, right? But it means that you actually do have options and that your only option is not to slash all your prices and offer a flash sale, <laughs> okay? Because what I see is that people like are trying to build these sustainable businesses but they keep putting these crazy offers out there because then they feel desperate to make the money. And it's out of integrity with the luxury business that you're trying to build. And so you're going to just keep building a business where you have to keep slashing prices. So you have to be willing to change something and get out of your survival mode and find your peace in your financial life and your own safety personally, like in your own personal life first. And then make business decisions from the place of a business that you actually want to have. So that might mean turning down money if it's not the kind of money that you want to be making anymore. And it might mean waiting 
<laughs> and learning how to sell at a higher price point when you know you could sell at that low price point. It's going to look different for everybody, but the most important part here is that you find your own safety. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with it if you do want to keep having a business where it's like flash sales. There's nothing wrong with a person that has that, but it's for the people that are trying to build a different kind of business that keep falling back into that because of the survival mode issue. So that is the second archetype. Okay, archetype number three is the overgiver archetype. The overgivers are constantly driven by the dopamine rush that they get <laughs> by helping others. And they're also driven by the guilt and shame and just negative feelings that they would have to feel if they stopped doing that for whatever reason. So they have been socialized, like especially women, people socialize as women, have and mothers have been used to giving so much and just dropping anything that they need for their kids or for their husbands or for their families, all of that. And they are so used to living like that, that it's actually more comfortable for them to constantly give up their own needs and deny <laughs> their own self-care than it is for them to say no and to take care of themselves. And what this might look like for you is that you might be really, really good at doing things for other people and other people would give you lots of praise for it and they know you as that type of person. And so if you have to do things for yourself or in your business or learning skills in your business, it's going to feel boring and like you're not good at it and all of that, right? So of course, you're going to tend to like find the opportunities where you can just give, give, give more. And what this looks like too is if you're like really concerned about everybody else around you and you're like, you would just drop your entire day if somebody needed something or if an event happened in someone else's life or if you think that someone needed you for something. Like you love to be needed. What I see my clients doing is that they'll make progress, they will be dealing with their own stuff, and then they will find a place where they can't say no and they'll start overgiving again. And when they start overgiving, what happens? They get extremely burnt out and they feel terrible. And now if you're an overgiver and you've been overgiving and you're burnt out, you're also going to have a hard time resting because you've been so used to doing everything for everybody else. You're going to have a hard time taking the rest that you need. So now you're going to be even more burnt out and you're going to start to get resentful of people around you. And you're going to wish that they didn't push you to this limit where you can't even function, where you got sick maybe, where you just need a vacation. And you're going to stay in that cycle for as long as you're not willing to feel the feelings that come with saying no, that come with people maybe being surprised or mad at you when you aren't as lovely and giving as you used to be, that come with setting boundaries. You're going to have to be willing to feel all of those feelings and you're going to have to find more ways of your own self-worth and your own value as a person than just the amount of shit that you can do for other people. That's why it's so hard to give up because people find a lot of worth and worthiness tied up in how good they are at caring for others. So if you find yourself identifying with these, I just want to remind you, this could be a pattern for you and it's good to know your patterns. It's really good. 
some of these are mine. I've told you the ones that are mine and some of them aren't, but it's so good to just know like this is my default programming. And maybe if I have like an extra hard month, I'm going to start doing this, this pattern again. And I just want to catch it. And I want to bring myself back to what was the solution to this problem. And you'll get through your cycles so much faster. All right. And this is another archetype. This is a common thought loop that people fall into. (laughs) And this one is on my personal list of things to watch out for as well. It's the, I don't know what I'm doing thought. And this one is just so subtle that you might actually just believe it. You might be thinking this for so long and you might believe it and you want to notice it. So if you tell yourself that you don't know what you're doing, you don't even know what the next step is, you're going to be feeling confused, you're going to feel scattered, you're going to feel lost, and people who are confused, scattered, and lost will find themselves looking for direction, right? So you know you're in this if you're like on Facebook groups scrolling mindlessly and you're like, well, what are these people doing? You know, or you're kind of just like scrolling through social media, trying to find something to inspire you, trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. You'll know this is you if you are thinking about buying something that will tell you what to do. (laughs) Or if you're just like trying to find the right how, if you're trying to find the right answer and you're basically just looking outside of yourself for all of your solutions. You'll also notice maybe if you're not looking for other solutions specifically, the way that you go about your workday is completely different when you think that you don't know what you're doing. So you basically just mindlessly do shit, right? Like you post posts on Instagram and you're like, I got to like, you know, I said I would post, I said I would go on my stories, blah, blah, blah. And you waste a lot of time in between, but you feel like you're basically just doing like all the things, right? You start to just kind of do all these things without planning your day or without having any real purpose behind it. You're just like, I'm just going to post, 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 or, you know, I'm just going to like edit, edit, edit. (laughs) And you don't actually have a reason behind why you're doing it. Like I notice myself when I get in that phase I don't write out my planner at all and I have no idea what I'm doing and I literally just kind of like flit about online and just like comment on people's things and talk to people and and it feels like I spent the whole day working but actually it feels like I didn't get anything done. That's how it feels. So you want to watch out for this because when you're telling yourself you don't know what you're doing, you are never going to feel like you've done enough. You're never going to feel like you're doing it right. And everything that you do will have that underlying current under it that's just like, I have no clue. I don't even really know if I'm doing that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is right. And you're not going to stay committed to things for long enough to even get really good at them or get really consistent at them. The solution to this is really to just notice the pattern of this thought just does not serve you. It just doesn't help you. It doesn't get you more clients. Nobody that's walking around completely confused in life is out there getting clients every day (laughs) and making more money. Confusion creates confusion from your audience. So it's just not helpful. And this thought is very subjective. So it's one of those things where you could find evidence either way. You could find evidence that you don't know what you're doing. You could find evidence that you do know what you're doing. Just like in life. I don't even know if any human actually has any clue what's going on in life, but some people feel like they know what they're doing and some people don't. So just know that this is like not helping your business at all. 
and you want to get out of it because you don't want to be spending a ton of time just, you know, bouncing around from thing to thing and having no actual aim to it. You want to bring yourself back to the basics of you do know what you're doing. And if you're not sure what those are, I've told you in this podcast, simple steps. I talk about it in my group, simple things that you need to do. There are only a few simple things, which is like basically putting yourself out there, telling people what you do, offering to help them, getting better at that. Those are all you need to be doing. So if those, if that feels confusing to you, you need to find a way to sell yourself on that being the right way to move forward. You just need to sell yourself on that is the right thing. That is enough. And I can just keep moving forward. So all it is is a thought error, but it's such a common one. So you really, really want to watch when you're telling yourself that. It's just not true. Now let's talk about archetype number five, the identity of not being good enough. This is basically you if you have spent a long time fighting against maybe people who told you in your childhood that you weren't good enough and you'll go through periods like you'll bounce back and forth between the two beliefs. Sometimes you'll feel like you can do things and like you want to do things and you'll be determined to do them. But then that old thought will always come up and be like, what if you can't? Like you're not good enough. You're just not. You're just so flawed that you are going to be the one person who can't figure it out. You know this is you if you join like a program or something and you see other people succeeding and you like think that there's something special about you that might make you not be able to succeed. This is super common, by the way. People have this, but to different extents, I think. So this one, I energetically think of it as a weight. It's like an energetic weight. It's like you're going to run a marathon and you have, you know, 30 pounds on each ankle. (laughs) So it's just going to hold you back. It's going to make you make your failures seem more real, right? Like you're supposed to be failing, but when you're believing you're not good enough, it's going to feel like evidence when you fail that you're not good enough instead of feeling like evidence that you are on the right track. And it's going to make you more likely to want to give up or to give up for, you know, periods of time and then get started again, which if you do that, it's fine, but you want to really limit the time that you're like just completely shut off from the world. <laughs> so it's that's what it's going to do for your business. When you're thinking that there's something that's just inherently wrong with you or not good enough about you, it really blocks you from being able to find solutions. Everybody has obstacles come up. Everybody has things come up in their business that they need to get through. But the difference is that the people who believe that they can find the solutions versus the people who use those evidence against themselves are going to have a really different experience of those obstacles, right? So it's going to feel much harder, much heavier, much more difficult to get through those things because you're going to be closed off to the ways that you actually could grow because you're telling yourself that you're not going to be able to grow, essentially. And lastly, let's just talk about how it feels to be constantly telling yourself that. You're going to be slower at everything. Like I talked about running the race with weights on. You're literally not going to be able to have it in you to be as productive. Everything's going to take you longer to do. And so you're going to create your results slower. And then you're also going to use that as evidence to beat yourself up to prove 
that you were correct, because we always want to prove our brains correct, we're always proving our thoughts correct, that you are not good enough. So here's the solution. This one can be so deep in people's brains because they've been telling themselves their whole entire life and believing this their whole entire life. It's not something you can switch to, to just switch to confident. And I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would recommend practicing just incrementally believing that it's possible that you can do small things and doing a small thing and proving that it's possible, overcoming a small obstacle and proving that it's possible to yourself. Because your whole thing, if this is you, is that you're like, you're just not good enough and you're just not going to be able to do it and you're just flawed. And so proving that that's actually wrong, that it's actually possible to get through these things is going to be a process of building trust with yourself. But that's true, that you can trust yourself to get through these things. So what I've seen with my clients who've had this pattern is that they had to make a couple steps and take really small steps. And they were like, I'm not sure. I don't think this is going to work. I don't think I can do this. You know, I don't think I can figure this out on my own. And I told them to go figure it out on their own. And sometimes it would take weeks. Like sometimes they literally wouldn't want to get past the obstacle. They wouldn't know how to get it done. But after they kept trying and after they kept not giving up, they would get past a small obstacle. And then we can move on to another obstacle. And they realized as they started to keep overcoming these obstacles that they actually can figure things out. And they realized that they could get a little bigger obstacle and figure that one out too. And it's just a process of not giving up on yourself and continuing to show up for yourself and be willing to try over and over again. Because what you will want to do, what your brain will want to do if this is you, is to give up and retreat and just surrender to not being good enough. And that's what you don't want to do. (laughs) If you're ready to take your portrait business to the next level, you can work with me one-on-one in my six-month coaching program. We'll look at exactly how you've created your current results and dissolve all the ways you're still blocking income. Go to the link in the show notes and book your free business consultation call. And if you're loving the show, make sure you join us in the free Facebook community, Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. We'll see you in there.